Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey, guys. What an important episode. Sometimes yes. in transitions, going into the fall here, sometimes when there's change, obviously so many crazy things going on in the world, sometimes just things going on in our own lives and families, we need a bit of encouragement. So we're talking about how to handle discouraging times yes. and be encouraged today. And this is a really important topic for families because it. I would say... It's one of the potentially um, most impactful conversations regarding the culture of your home, actually. Um, when Isaac and I were talking about this, one of the things that kept coming to mind was how moms, especially, oftentimes set the tone of the home. They have massive influence on the atmosphere of their homes. And so if we're struggling with being discouraged, how much does that impact our children, our marriages, our home? Um, it impacts us for the next day potentially as well. And so this is actually probably one of the most important conversations that we could have because this would be relevant to people at any point in their life. And there's unintended consequences when we're discouraged and we're the leaders in our home, which is yeah. our kids can feel like burdens. They can feel like they can't actually open up and communicate with you with things they need to talk about because they see that you're kind of overran with your own things. Right. So as we're starting out today, we just first wanted to thank you guys for connecting with us on social media. Man, we got a lot of shares on last week's podcast, which was so good. So we helpful. did reflections on our strategic relocation from Oregon. We moved out of state exactly a year ago. Um, and we talked a lot about that. And, you know, I just, I'm bringing it up because I got a lot of messages from people who were asking me questions that we actually answer in our strategic relocation podcast that we did the season before. So if you had questions um, regarding why we chose, where we chose, all the different all reasons, the different reasons you've many. got to go back to, I think it's in season two, um, and we share in September why we decided to strategically relocate our family. And praise God, he has been giving us kind of a bird's eye view of what we should do ahead of time. Yeah. And I think it's because we're being obedient to share on this podcast what we're doing, what we encourage people to do, because so much of it has come to it fruition. It has come to fruition. And the things that we were hopeful that wouldn't happen, but that we saw the writing on the wall, we look back at what is happening in Oregon now and we're like, whoa, this is really weird because it's happening. So, um, you know, obviously we want you guys to be taken care of as well. You're part of the yeah. household of faith in that sense, the body of Christ. And so when we um, feel there's a need to share something with you guys to warn you or something like that, um, it's out of love. We're going to dive in just a second, but first of all, we thank you so much for being part of the One Million Legacies movement. Uh, it is so exciting, and there's a lot of new interesting things we're thinking about, praying about for the ministry in a way that 
we can be more independent of social platforms and so forth. We're never leaving social media as long as we're allowed to be there because that's where people are. Wherever people are, Christians and even non-believers we can speak to, we're going to be there. But It's our mission field. But we have to make sure that just the lights don't just go off one day. And so we're working through that. There's a survey in our bios right now, and we encourage you to hit those links and to answer those questions. And you can kind of get a little inside glimpse of what we're up to. And we're open to your other ideas too. I know in the survey, there wasn't hats like, you know, uh, trucker hats, resolute man hats in there, but trust me, it's happening. So we're going to get started. By the way, iTunes, all the places, when you leave reviews, it helps the algorithms get it out there and helps more people find it. Please keep sharing. Sometimes they're making it hard to share our stuff. And so sometimes you have to screenshot it and then just add it uh, more manually. Please take those extra steps. It really makes a difference. So we're talking about what do you do if you're feeling discouraged right now? Well, I think the first question it's important to ask ourselves, important we're asking ourselves when this happens is where is it? coming from. If we won't pinpoint the source of discouragement, sometimes it's hard to communicate about it with your spouse. Sometimes it's hard to know what to pray for. And sometimes we don't know what actions to take unless we discover that. And even more importantly, I would say that if you don't ask that hard question, where is it coming from? And you can't identify specifically where it's coming from. It, it really gives the devil a foothold. And discouragement can be a trap that the devil will try to enslave people in. It creates an uh, in in productivity, if you will. It creates um, more discouragement, and it can potentially even create depression, um, amongst other things. It can affect your um, identity, even if you aren't strong in who you are in the Lord. And so, these are all things. These are avenues that the enemy is going to try to sneak in, right? Um, One of the things that we've experienced in the world in the last almost two years is that the enemy has been trying to isolate people. Isolation alone is one of the biggest forms of um, ways to get well, discouraged, hey, right? Because divide and conquer. For- Neutralize Christians. Divide and conquer and get things going that are anti, you know, biblical. So Right. And so, but when we're isolated, we're not rubbing up against one another as iron sharpens yeah. iron. We're not necessarily being spurred on, exhorted, encouraged. And that can be discouraging. And so um, I, I think that this question is one that we could go into many different areas of. Maybe we should rattle those off a little bit. We talked a little bit about um, identifying them. Yeah, so it's just so I'm going to go through a big list here just to maybe help you as you're driving, doing dishes, hanging out with your kids outside, whatever you're doing. Uh, perhaps there's some discouragement around relationships, being misunderstood, or maybe you made a misstep and you're trying to navigate how to deal with that, or perhaps it's kids and your parenting. You've been trying certain things and your kid's behavior is still not where you want it to be and you're discouraged and those kinds of things. So perhaps may- other relationships too, you can't have um, the social interaction that you once had because um, certain family members are fearful of the popular virus or their um, they're taking social distancing to a whole new level and you haven't seen certain people for a long time. Maybe that is weighing on you in the relationship category as well and causing you to be discouraged. And perhaps it's in your marriage. Maybe you're discouraged. There isn't progress in your marriage as you've hoped. Uh, that could be true too. Perhaps church, maybe your church shut down. Maybe they shut their doors unless you're vaccinated around the world. 
uh, doing crazy things like that. Maybe it's an awesome church, but there's some challenge there. Or even just uh, other conversations around politics. Maybe some of your relationships that you used to have that you were close to, you're not able to talk about certain things that you once talked about because you see so differently to them. That can also be discouraging when you feel like you can't be yourself with certain people. Or maybe there's scoffers in your life. There's people who Mm -hmm. are actually against you, who are saying things about you or those kinds of things. That can be very discouraging. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Uh, Maybe there's sickness. Uh, Who knows? Maybe there's a lot of people sick in your family or around you, that could be very discouraging too. And maybe just the progress word. We were made to make progress. We were were made to be productive, to make progress, to be living purposeful lives. And the reality is, is if we're sick or we are not able to do the things that we are used to doing, sometimes we can feel like we're not living our purpose. And that is discouraging. So hopefully you didn't just like check off a whole bunch of those boxes as we went. We're not trying to make it worse here, but it is important to ask ask where is it coming from. But it's also important to know the truth Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't fret on things that are out of our control. So as you think about that list, be thinking about what are things in my control? Because there is the law of sowing and reaping. Maybe we sowed some of this discouragement from, you know, the tongue. The tongue is like a fire. Sometimes it makes mistakes, right, in relationships, things like that. And we can fix those things by in humility, apologizing and so forth. But, yeah. but there are things out of our control we can't control. And we shouldn't fret about those, but we do have promises from the Lord. That's right. So Romans 15, 13, this is such an encouraging verse. Isaac brought this one um, to our attention today, and I was like, man, I I needed to hear that. (laughs) Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just love that. With all joy and peace in believing It's in believing that we have all joy and peace and that you may abound. God wants you to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, not in the power of Angie or in the power of Isaac or in the power of you or no, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a powerful word right there. And then in Psalm 37, verses 7 to 10, this is super encouraging. I actually, um, we were going to just read one verse, but you know me, I can't handle that sometimes. So this says, rest 
in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Kind of reminds me of Instagram posts we put out today. Sometimes yeah. when you have too much on your plate, the best thing to do is to stop, to do less. slow down and do less but the most and important do what things. the most important thing is. And I think people need to hear that who are discouraged Yeah. because sometimes having too many things on your plate and feeling like you're not getting enough off your plate can be discouraging. But this says rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way versus in God's way. Because of man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Are there men bringing wicked schemes yeah. to pass right now? Oh, yeah. It says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret because it only causes harm. It's going to cause you harm if you fret about the things that the wicked man is scheming and bringing to pass. And I'll end with this. It says, for evil doers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Amen. A couple things on those scriptures that I always wanted to pipe in on is when you fret, um, it doesn't mean we don't talk about the things going on in the world, but when we fret, that means we're, we're letting it affect us. We're letting it seep into our family culture. We're letting it seep into, in a negative way, perhaps to our marriage, and we can't let it. We're not to have anxiety. We're have be joyful amongst all circumstances. And so it's important to do that. Um, also, um, it's so important that we're not stifling the Holy Spirit from communicating to us to being activated in our lives. And when we have anxiety and we're focused on ourselves and the things going wrong, then we may not be able to hear from the Holy Spirit as it talks about in Romans. And so you may be blocking that communication with God that's so important. We need to be dwelling upon the truth of God, not dwelling upon our problems. Now, we need to think about certain problems in an effort to solve some of them. That is true. But we can't solve everything. Again, don't fret on the things you can't control, but what you can, what, what are within your wheelhouse pray about them, and surrender to God. You are proclaiming God's authority over your life in the moment you believe that your prayer is important and God believes it's important and he's going to take action upon what you pray about. You are more acting like you are in control of your life when you forego the prayer and just dwell on your discouragement. Right. So focusing on ourselves, that's something that I hear you talking about right now. And that's one of the things that sometimes, think about your kids for a second. Sometimes when they start getting kind of cranky and stuff, it's because all they're thinking about is themselves. They're dwelling on themselves. Yeah. And isn't that one of the, the biggest traps that we as humans can, we get so self-focused, hmm. which is really just selfishness. And we think about our things that we need to do so much. And that is a discouragement. And why is it a discouragement? Because, well, God's way is that we would think selflessly, that we would not be walking in selfishness. By the power of the Holy Spirit, would be selfless and thinking of other people and serving other people and things like that. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to get things done, and so you have to think about your to-do list. Yeah. I'm just saying don't focus on it all the time, which is what Isaac's saying too. Sometimes when we get so... Um, so driven even I, I find this as a I'm a pretty purpose-driven person you're a pr pretty purpose-driven person and a lot of times we can get going 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 and then one of us goes hey hold on a second we we got all the kids and there's this going on and we have to go oh yeah 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 and that in that moment that's that pulling back that slowing down 
it can be a discouragement mm. at times for both of us, I think, if we're yeah. honest. But why would that be? Because it's affecting our agenda. Yeah. And so we need to be humble enough to go, wow, look at that selfishness, repent of it, change our ways, do the next right thing, and choose to slow it down. When you have joy and you're slowing down, because you're trusting God is going to come through for you, it is an amazing piece, and it's showing people around you, it's glorifying God that you trust you God, and it draws people to him. It's so important. All right, so the next point is focus on truth. Mm -hmm. What about truth? Well, how about who you are? Sometimes when we're discouraged, we're starting to believe negative things about ourselves, Mm -hmm. and it can be this spiral of negativity, and I want you to stop it. You need to just (laughs) stop it. You need to stop thinking negative. Now, you need to be introspective to a point. You need to be sober-minded. You need to understand where you need to make improvements, sure. But don't go on a spiral because God knows who you are. Yeah. And God loves you. He calls you a saint. You are a saint because of what Jesus did on the cross for your sins. He died for you once and for all. And you are important. You're worthy. You matter. You can make a difference. And you need to not be in self-pity. Instead, you need to be reminded of who you are in Christ. Amen? Amen. I love it. And so God's promises is another thing that we need to be reminded of the truth, um, that he loves you a ton. And right here in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You might be thinking, I don't have time to do the work of the Lord. What are you talking about? I've got my house in disarray. I've got homeschooling. I've got work to try and figure out. I just lost my job because I'm not going to get vaccinated. What are you talking about, the work of the Lord? It's whatever you are doing, do unto the Lord. It is the very things in front of you that is doing the work of the Lord. So don't have this comparison game of looking at someone else doing things clearly for the Lord that are amazing out there somewhere and comparing that to what you think is mundane. Because whatever your work is, it's as important as anybody else's. Yeah. And if it has to do with raising your kids, it's the most important. So do it unto the Lord. I think that is super important. And also focus on the truth that God can change things. Right? He can, but a lot of it always starts with us having a moldable, teachable heart, right? A lot of the change that happens um, in families is is a reflection of the Holy Spirit that's changing people's hearts. And so if we're stubborn and we're unteachable, then we're stalling the growth process for our family. I think that one of the most important things that we need to focus on in regards to this entire conversation, I mean, we're get, we have a couple last points here that we're going to share with you guys, but I just want to remind you that this is a Courageous Parenting Podcast, okay? And so everything that we share in here is we, we try to bring it back to that concept of how are you impacting your family? How is the culture of your home being impacted? What legacy is being left in your kids? Every human being on the face of the earth has always come across a point where they've experienced discouragement. 
I'm sure your kids have too. Mm -hmm. What do they see you modeling when you are discouraged? Do they see you having the joy of the Lord and turning it around? Do they see you having a humble heart? Or do they see you instead being grouchy, grumbling, getting enslaved in a trap of discouragement and allowing that to actually dictate your joy? It's so important. Your opportunity, your greatest opportunity to evangelize to your kids is to show them a real active relationship with God in your toughest trials. Don't let them miss out on the faith journey that you're going through. Bring them with you by being transparent, praying together, overcoming together, and they're watching you so they know how to respond when they get into tough situations. Are they likely to be in tougher situations than you in 10, 15 years from now when they launch from your home and the way the world changes? Uh, Absolutely. So that's not to be fearful of. It's even more so to be an example of having joy in all circumstances, to glorify the Father, to trust He's going to come through on things, and to take massive action in the directions that God has called us to, sometimes to work really, really hard in certain seasons, but it's with having joy. That's right. And And if you're discouraged, perhaps you just need to get in the Word. Perhaps you just need to have some quiet time with the Lord. Perhaps you need to be reminded of God's promises. It's all throughout the Bible. And so perhaps you need to slow down so that you can speed up later. But slow down to do those right priorities Angie was talking about. In Galatians 6, 7 through 9, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart, folks. Mm -hmm. Don't lose heart. Be encouraged. This is a long game. We say parenting is a long game. That's right. Your walk with God is a long game too, right? We have to finish this race well while we're on earth. As long as we're here, we're going to finish it well. And we want our kids to see that. And perhaps this should be discussed as a marriage. Perhaps if you're in discouragement, your most important coach is your spouse. And so talking together about the discouragement, you can make changes faster together. Mm-hmm. When you're both in alignment and on the same page, you can make them much faster and much better. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope this was an encouragement to you. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.